there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Rangers are still in talks with other candidates for the new manager's position, even though Michael Beale remains. The top dog for this one. He is the front runner for the job. CCV, will he play for the USA tonight up against Harry Kane and England? Yep, England up against USA later this evening. And Peter Grant is with us tonight. Peter, still a lot in the go. And the question about Rangers and the new manager, we think the word will come soon. And it looks as though Michael Beale is still the preferred candidate. Yeah, slightly surprised, Paul. As we know, these guys all work their ticket to try and get back down south. They want to do a good job up here so they get that opportunity. He's got the opportunity to go back down south. And as we know, he's been back up in Glasgow. I thought at the wrong time, to be perfectly honest, before the Aberdeen game to watch Rangers. I don't mind him watching the game, but I thought it was the wrong time, especially be Rangers under and Gio under a little bit of pressure there. So I was disappointed in that because it is an unwritten law. Uh, you can go to the game. I don't think mingling with supporters and that's the right thing to do. Have you ever heard of that happen? Yeah, it's difficult because yeah. as managers, we've all been there, we all have gone and watching games of football. I've absolutely no problem with that. You know, but you go there and you make yourself <laughs> unseen, really. You know what I mean? You've got hats and everything on sitting there because people always think if somebody's under pressure, you're there looking for their job. I just thought some of the comments him, it was really strange at the time, Tom, but of him and Stephen Gerrard would have still been there, they'd have won the league and all that. I cannot believe that. It was such a crazy comment. Remember, they won the league because there were no supporters. <laughs> that was a bottom yeah. line. Well, Rangers would say they were 25 points clear. Yeah, and they were, exactly. And the but, but, exactly but it's yeah. easy to play without any fans. I mean, they've won trophy. They won. And to come out with a statement like that saying they'd have won the league when the manager's under pressure, that's the point I'm trying to make. I thought it was a ridiculous statement. We'll soon see now because he's the one, he's not the assistant anymore if he comes as a manager. Yeah. So he's the one that's got to make the final decisions and he's got to tell the players that they're not playing. And that's slightly different when you're the manager and not the manager. They can all say you're a good guy when you're the assistant, but as soon as you become the yeah. manager, that changes completely. Our own Barry Ferguson having a, a few days off uh, this week. He'll be back soon, but he's saying in his column in the record today that don't take the job if you don't think you could challenge Celtic if for Michael Beale or whoever is the new manager. He's saying it's quite a gap. We all know it is. I heard you last week when I was away, but you said unequivocally you think... Celtic will win the league absolutely 100% is Barry being realistic though thinking that the new manager should believe they could catch them he's speaking as a Rangers supporter and as I said at the time if I'm a Celtic manager at this moment in time or a Celtic player I'm not going to say the league's over yeah. but me as a supporter looking at it and looking at the two squads and what Celtic have got and what Rangers have not got I don't care who comes in Trapattoni could come in anybody could come in <laughs> And I yeah. don't think they'll turn that round because of the way the manager's, the, the, the belief he's got in his own players, but plus the players that Celtic have available. I mean, I'm talking about 20-odd players that they've got that they can all choose and they could all play in the first team. And that's the difference for me. I look at Rangers now and, and I'm, I'm, I said it at the time, I think Gio was very unfortunate with 10 injuries. Probably, as I said, eight of them would probably be starters. 
and that is unfair in any manager because you'd never expect that you know because you want your best players to be available at all times and he never had that opportunity and as I say that was a disappointment for him and I just see Celtic so strong when they make their substitution still to this day Rangers fans what do you think 0808 17 17 700 give us a call tell us what you think last night Stuart was on a Rangers fan for example and he was saying yep it's going to be Michael Beale but he wanted Kevin Thompson alongside him I was speaking to Chris today big Rangers fan and he was also praising Kevin Thompson. He thinks he would be great alongside Michael Beale. Well, the thing is, it's the interesting thing is everybody says have a Celtic man. Remember, I went mm. with Tony. Yep. Tony it didn't Mowbray. work. And it didn't work. Mm. You know, people said I was different. I was on the side of the bench and I was quieter than... But I didn't want to be going as a cheerleader. Right. I'd yep. earned my stripes as a coach. So I wanted to be judged as a coach, mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't want to be that, as you say, standing up there shouting because I'm a supporter. And probably I wasn't myself... You know, and I, I know I admit really? that myself. Yeah. yeah, because as I say, it meant too much to me. But I was—I became the complete opposite. I became more insular in the respect of that because I just didn't want to be seen as a supporter on the bench. I wanted to be judged on the talents as a coach. That's what I wanted to be judged as. So it's not always as easy as that yep. because it—it it means so much to you. You know, and, and sometimes I can blind you at times, and I, you've got to be careful with that one as well. But I'm sure whoever manager comes in. You've got to have your talents yourself and you've got to trust other guys, you've, guys you've worked with before. And if it's a Rangers man or whatever, if it's Michael Beale, he's been there before. He knows what the, the supporters expect. You know, there's, he doesn't need to somebody... It's not as if he's come in and he doesn't know anything about the club. He's been there. So he knows exactly about whether it's a Rangers man or not. It doesn't matter. Interesting that period, Peter, because we always know when you're in the room, when you come in here to the sales office, everyone loves to see you come in, Rangers fans, Celtic fans, Partick Thistle, whatever, you know when Peter Grant's in. And that must have been tough then to take that number. And I get it, you'd be doing your work away from the spotlight of match day when the cameras were on the dugout. Absolutely. I mean, I used to sit there and people expect every time you scored to run on the park, you know, like a supporter <laughs> or not. And that's just because your focus has got to be something different. Yeah. If Tony's following the ball, for instance, I'm watching the back four to make sure they're organised or the midfield, all of these things. Intricate. So being the supporter sometimes doesn't work in the respect of that. You've got to understand the game as a coach and you've got to see what the manager's saying. And I've had a lot of experience in being that. I mean, it was like eight years or something in the Premier League in England. Yeah. So I was very fortunate to work with talented, talented players. But it is easier being the assistant because you give an opinion mm. but the managers to make that final call and that's the thing that Michael Beale uh, changes for him here because most of their boys were here when he was here the first time now all of a sudden he's telling you, he's telling them that they're not playing Is it difficult different when you say Paul I would have played you but the manager wants to and then I'm still on the bench and what do you say? 100% yeah. and, and it's easy because I mean I was a slightly different maybe in the respect of that because I always had an opinion everybody knew my opinion you know, that didn't matter. Yeah. And I would tell the player, listen, I, I agree with the manager, but the manager's saying to you because you've not done this in training, you've not played well enough in the games. And that was because I was brought up with that anyway, and that was the way I was, and that's what managers expected from me with these players because I was very forthright with the players in the respect of that, whether it was two of them. But some other guys can use it. And I heard Stephen Gerrard was maybe a wee bit aloof with his players. So maybe Michael and Gary mm -hmm. were slightly different, and they were the ones that would talk to the players and make them feel good about themselves and whatever. But then all of a sudden when you're the manager that's making the, the final choice, there's no hiding place. And that's completely different, and especially if you're not winning games. And I'll be interested, I mean, he said that, as I said before, that he'd have won the league, you know, when he was all eight points behind at that particular time. Well, they weren't, they weren't, when they left, they were six points clear. Um, but I think over that season, Celtic, once they get started, they, were, they just rolled it, you know, because it wasn't down to Rangers being poor. I just thought Celtic were very, very good. And that's sometimes what you've got to accept, which we had to do for six years of torture. You know, everybody was beaten. You know, we never won the league and it didn't matter what we'd done because we just weren't good enough.
World Cup I'll talk Celtic in a moment and a player who looks to be on his way from Montreal but I see Ecuador have just equalised against the Netherlands five minutes into the second half It's not a surprise Paul because I'm watching these teams now and people say who do you think's favourites I think the biggest yeah. thing you'll notice now there's a lot of different man talking about managers yeah. they're all over you know, have been round Europe, they've been in Britain. A lot of faces popping up, Carlos Queros. Absolutely, so yep. a hell of a lot of experience, you know. But you can see even the way their teams are organised. Mm -hmm. They're physically fit, they're strong. And if you can match that physicality, because I look at Wales, and I look at Aaron Ramsey, I look at Gareth Bale, and it doesn't matter how good they are. If they're not fit enough and they've not played as many games, it's very, very difficult. And you could see that today. You could see it. If you're just tuning in, if you missed it, then Wales lost 2-0, late goals, cruel in some ways. But they didn't. The manager said afterwards, Rob Page, they just didn't turn up today. Absolutely, because they were dependent on too many. Joe Allen and whatever, a lot of injury problems, not played for a long time. Hennessy, he's not been the number one. You know, so maybe even the fact of getting the red card, just been that half a yard short. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just with not playing games of football. And it's not getting away from that. But they were very well organised. Look at Saudi Arabia the other day there. Yeah. You know, were very well organised in what they tried to do. But they've got a coach, believe it or not, who started out at Cambridge. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. I can't remember his name, but a good-looking yeah. boy, you know. And he's been at every World Cup. He's had more appearances of Ronaldo and all that. <laughs> Most of them are compared to us. We've white, you know, sort of uh, pale-faced uh, West of Scotland. He turns, yeah. up, he turns up with a different team all the time, but his teams have always got a result. He always gets a surprise result, you know. And they've done fantastically well. But they're, they're so well-organised now and they're physically fit, as I say. But they've got talented boys because they're all playing... A lot of them are playing in the Bundesliga. Yeah. We don't even see. People talk about Japan. They think it was a surprise. Was it a surprise to me? No. No, because they're, look at the teams that sure. these boys are playing with. You know, and it's so easy to lose these games. What about Ronaldo? Scoring in five World Cups. Will we ever see it again? And should he's get, getting older, you know, went down the penalty, would he have got the ball or whatever? But my goodness, he took it. To score in five World Cups? Phenomenal, Paul. But listen, I've been really disappointed with what he's done recently because yeah. I don't. I think that's unfair. You know, and I think that I've always said we're very fortunate to be living in a period of time when you've had Messi and Ronaldo. We've been blessed. Diff completely different types of players. If you ask me straight out who's the best between the two, I would say Messi, Messi. because of that individual brilliance he's got. Yeah. But Ronaldo's been phenomenal. You know, but as I say, he done very little last night, but he's always something there. But <laughs> they nearly blew it right at the, the death with yeah. the, the goalkeeper, mm -hmm. not seeing him behind him. And you, Ronaldo's face was a it's picture. Behind you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Ronaldo's yeah. face was a picture. But it's phenomenal for any player. And it's great, as you say. But he's kept himself in phenomenal shape. But in the last few weeks, he's, uh, there's no doubt in my mind he's let himself down badly. Where will he turn up? I wonder. Do you think he'll take the Saudi money, or could he still go to, you know, one of the top leagues? Could he be? Newcastle's been mentioned. I think he obviously knows where he's no. going. But you'll know then. Where you is know, he going? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but as I say, you'll know where he's going. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that you don't go in and do the things that you did and say the things you did unless there's something in the background of it. And listen, I think it's best for both. You can see that Ten Hag preferred his team to play with someone else up the top end of the field. And the way Ten Hag dealt with it was saying how much he respected Ronaldo out of the way. And I think that's the only way you can deal with it. But as long as you're fair and talking to the player face-to-face -face with somebody like him, because Roy Keane was quite right in the respect to that. Somebody like him who's been an absolute superstar, you don't disrespect You say to him, listen, I'm going to change it, yeah. but I'm not going to make a fool of you. I'm not going to do anything with you and put you on for two minutes, all that sort of stuff. So he was wrong in that. But I think that conversation should attain place and said, you're not going to be a major part for me because I feel I need a different type up there. Somebody with legs like a Rashford or whatever. If that's mm -hmm. the way he's going to play, fine. If you want to do a pressing game, fine, because that's not me. 
Friday evening, Paul Cooney here with Peter Grant, the Celtic legend. And we're taking some of your calls. We're here with Macklin Motors, 0808 17 17 700, or join us on the socials at Go Football Show. This time last night, as you know, we had Martin O'Neill in that very chair just over there. Uh, and it was great to hear the former Celtic Aston Villa, Ireland manager and European Cup winner as well with Nottingham Forest. Uh, remarkable, isn't he? He is uh, he's so on the ball. He had some interesting insight into it. And he did mention, I was thinking about you, the difference from being from going from being a number two to a number one at a club. We were talking about Rangers and I asked him, are you here for the Rangers job? Let's make it clear. <laughs> it's, no, not the case. But he did talk about the, the, the difference, the two different roles. Just what you've told us before, the assistant manager sometimes has to be more of a friend to the player. Yeah, and the manager has to make the big calls. Uh, oh, yeah. there is no doubt, and it's it's a difficult one because I was probably slightly different, you know, because I would tell the player what I felt because I felt I did the experience as a player. But you've got there's a fine line, yeah. and as I, I told you, the great story about the FA Cup final, how maybe Alan Pardew, you know, but playing Dean Ashton or Bobby Zamora, who'd played exceptionally well all the way through, yeah. and Alan right up to the morning of the game, we'd work with the team apart for the strikers. We kept him one in, one out. And he said, you always told me to play my best players. And I says, yes, yeah. that's great. I said, but I'd play Bobby in this one. He said, well, I'm going to listen to what you said months ago about playing your best player. I'm going to play Dino. Dino played and scored the two goals <laughs> in that particular game. And it was yeah. devastating for Bobby because it was FA Cup final. But that shows you the difference. You can give an opinion, but the manager's got to make that final call. And Alan was 100% right. What about Celtic, your old club then? CF uh, Montreal, the right back, Alistair Johnson. Looks as though he's joining. There's a verbal agreement. He'll be here in the new year. Interesting because I thought he'd done very well the other evening. As the Canada team did, they were mm. very well organised. People didn't expect that. But when you look at some of the teams, some of the boys are playing for, yeah. you do expect it, you know. They had quality, they had good energy. You know, but obviously, like everybody else, you're always looking for that top striker with the amount of chances and efforts you're going to have to put the ball in the back of the net. And we talked about Celtic and European games. That's the difference. It's the same in the World Cup. If you don't have somebody that puts the ball in the back, it doesn't matter how much you dominate. You know, um, but it's an interesting one because you've got Ralston there and Juranovic. You yeah. know, and I, I think young Tony's never let himself down since the managers come in. Um, Juranovic has done very well, but obviously there must be talk of Juranovic either going in this window or. In the new the, the the summertime, and of course he's in the ultimate shop window playing in the World Cup. Absolutely, and that, yeah. that's probably the preparation that the manager's doing at this moment. Time he knows he's maybe spoke to Juranovic, and mm. maybe he thinks, or oh, maybe he's on his he's going to leave, or Celtic are going to get good money for him. They'll think, okay, we can get one in, one out, but fine. And it's interesting about the centre back as well, left sided centre back, which we yes. spoke in the summertime yep. about having a natural mm. left sider. But obviously that was a young a question over Moritz because. Moritz is on loan, loan, you know. Yep. So you'd hope they'd either firm that up as well, because I think Moritz has done very well, you know. But yeah, again, that's that's what I'm talking about. Probably the difference between Celtic and Rangers. Celtic and Rangers. Celtic are getting on with their work and making those groups stronger, you know. And I don't see that with Rangers at this moment in time because they're obviously preparing to try and get a manager in first and foremost. Well, the Rangers fans are desperate to know who it's going to be. Here's a Rangers fan on the line. Ross is on in Renfrew. Good evening, Ross. Good evening. How are you doing? Hi, yeah, Ross. Good, thanks. How are you? Who do you want as manager? Uh, oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, put me in the spot there. I'd probably take Bill to be honest. Um, but I, last last month was a wee bit more appealing, and it seems that and no one wants him this month. But um, I'd take him. I think he's a good. He knows the players and stuff. I think he'd do well. But um, he just needs to be back. He needs to be back. Well, that's the only thing. Yeah. Um, mm. Need to get the players in that he wants and okay. stuff. But I think I think he'd do well if he gets the, the players in. Right. I know you've got a, a point to make to Peter. Have to, 
could this possibly be about? <laughs> Go ahead, Ross. How could I not bite at that? Just the whole thing about uh, Rangers only won the league because there was no fans in. Peter, come on. <laughs> Ross, what are you on about? Ross, what are you on about? I know, but I'm doing my Michael Beale bit here. Yeah. You know, Michael Beale was saying they'd have won the league, you know. And I must admit, I, I felt that was a... During that season, I definitely felt I had a lot to play in both camps. Celtic players yeah. not having the fans in and Rangers, players, and Rangers players not having the fans in. I think Celtic and needed them. I think Celtic needed them and I think Rangers were happy. But not only that, because it's difficult as a player. And I've been there it's when I'm getting dogs abuse as a player and I'm wishing, I wish the fans weren't here today. <laughs> you know, I've been there. And I can remember Tavarni, the captain, saying at the time, and I found that really strange because I thought that showed a weakness to him that they, they struggled to play with the fans in. And I think that allowed them that confidence to put in some of the performances and the results that they got. I think that allowed them no. that where they would make mistakes. It became more like a training session, if you understand what I'm saying. Because you know what it's like yeah, playing the Celtic Rangers yourself. Right, let's hear Ross from the blue corner. Uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, do, you know, the, do you not think it would have been even worse? Because the, the football that Celtic were playing at that time, they would have got dogs abuse and it could have been even worse. Good point. We were obviously yeah. Um and obviously the fans would have got right behind the team at that time as well and would have, would have kicked on even more might have even done better you know So well, the thing I was uh, mean about that Ross was I don't think Celtic would have been allowed to play as bad consistently as they did that particular season That's, that was the point I'm trying to make with Celtic mm -hmm. because I think the fans I know what it's like being on the other end of it you know, but I think that's what Ross is saying. Could it have got worse for Celtic, given that they were on the slide? It was all going wrong. Some of the players wanted to leave, probably should have gone, but Celtic thought they'll go for the ten. It could have worked against them. Yeah, but I don't think if you understand what I'm saying, Paul, it doesn't matter how much you're wanting to leave. See, when the fans are on your case, it's really difficult when you're in that conundrum. You know that I better perform here. You know, and that extra wee bit. And I thought Celtic were slow and everything. Even the ball went out of play. Yeah. It was nothing like now the ball was slow coming back. All the small details were Rangers. It was comfortable. They could give the ball away. But then I thought Rangers played some ex extremely good stuff at that particular time. But I think that was allowed because they had that confidence. Because if they misplaced a pass, it didn't. I don't mean it didn't matter. Because there was nobody there to give them stick. The manager and the coaching yeah. staff were there. And that's completely different. And I think Rangers needed that at that particular time. And rightfully, went on and won comfortably. And Celtic were abysmal that particular season. There is absolutely no getting away from that. And that's the point I'm trying to make. It benefited one and didn't benefit the other. That's the way I looked at it after listening to the captain speaking to Rangers. Okay, Ross. More than anything else. I think as well that you were talking about like kind of how Michael Beale was, was saying that they were on the league and stuff like that as well. I think it's just about context, Peter, because I think he was asked at the time, do you think you would have won the league? And no manager's going to say, oh, no, I don't know. I don't think so. I'm not sure. No, he's going to back himself with that. Do you know what I mean? He no, I, I, agree with, I agree with that, Ross, in that respect. What I was saying, whereas I thought the timing for Gio and Rangers, I thought Michael's statements at that particular time weren't very nice because, remember, it was Gio at 10 over from them and there were six mm -hmm. points. And now I'm thinking, well, the manager's getting kicked for everybody they know. Mm -hmm. The last person you need is the assistant manager or the, or the ex-manager or whatever it be, anybody in the staff prior coming out and putting their toppings worth in. What you're looking for is, and as you know yourself, managers try to back each other at certain times. And it's like managers been out of job. We say, oh, I was disappointed you lost your job because he's such a good guy. We know how hard he works at his yeah. job. And I think it's an unwritten yeah. rule. 
that criticism yeah. there. It's okay having that no, feeling in yourself. Sure. That was the only point I was making. Ross, can I ask you, how do you feel now about Morelos? Everyone knew how good he was for in Europe and what he did for Rangers. But what do you feel now about the striker? Uh, I don't know. I think he's chucked it, but um, I don't know. He's, I think he's just a player there for sure, but I don't know. He's just his head's up his backside just now. I don't know. And what but, do you think the team needs way. just now? If you were, you know, Douglas Park, and they're employing the new manager, probably Michael Beale. How much? Where do you need to strengthen? Um, um, just, just need a wee bit more freshness about it. Yeah. The team. At the minute, it's just got the bare bones, uh, like kind of Steven Gerrard's, like kind of almost like first season. Mm-hmm. They just need to refresh it and stuff, and I don't think that's necessarily um, the manager of Ross Wilson's fault. And I think it's just the board in general need to give them a wee bit more money and just kind of keep it going, keep it ticking over. I don't know. Do you not think Gio should have got that when the boys went out the door in the summer? You know, they should have knew the ones they were going to lose because it was big money it was coming in and thoroughly yeah. deserved the money they were getting, but. For the money he was allowed to spend, you know, and that, that's why you look at. We can be, I know it's difficult on the young boy Yelmaz, but to buy, spend that amount of money, four million was it or something like that, four and a half million, uh-huh. and then not to play him for four months. So it tells you that Gio wasn't a hundred percent sure when he came in. You know, he needed to get maybe get him stronger, yeah. physically different, whatever. Because everybody I speak to who know the Rangers' background and they're all saying he was very slim and whatever. So maybe Gio has been trying to build him up, and that's very very difficult when you're a manager under pressure. You know, you want your best players available. And obviously, I never seen the injuries he was going to get having an 18, 19-year-old and a midfielder playing at centre-back together for Rangers Football Club. It's very, very difficult. It doesn't matter what level you're at. Put, put me in mind the us a little bit during that six-year period. We were sort of just plugging the gap with paper yeah. and it was just getting blew away again, you know what I mean? Because it, we weren't good enough. Rangers were much better. Yeah. The other teams were much better. And I felt that's where Rangers are at this moment in time. But... I wouldn't have judged the manager. I'd have judged them completely different if he had all other boys available. There's absolutely no the doubt that. I would say about Gio is that it, you can tell that, well, only kind of Calvin Bassey or whatever, he's the only one that's kind of drastically improved under Gio. Yes. I can't really see too much of an improvement of anyone else, really. Do you not think so, Lundstrom? Um, I suppose I. I, I thought Lundstrom sure. and... I thought both of them became your best player. I thought Aribo. Yeah. I'd say that that was a top three players last season. And to be fair, Aribo already was good, but you're right, yeah. Lindstrom, because people th- thought yeah. he was about to leave. Yeah, but I thought that yeah. was I thought that yeah. was the three. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I, I think that was, just, that was just him settling in. Maybe uh-huh. I think. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, well, I agree with you I because I, I really liked him. As I said one here before, I tried to sign him. <laughs> believe it or not, when I was down in England. Because I'd seen him in Everton as a young man and then he went to Oxford and loan and whatever. And I knew there was a player there, but it was strange he wasn't getting that confidence for a central midfield player which Stephen Gerrard was. And I was surprised at that. But when Gio came in, he seemed to really right. grow and grow. Ross, we're going to go to a break, but can Rangers still come back? Will, will they come back and win the league? Barry said today, don't take the job unless you think you can narrow the gap on Celtic and win. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. There's fans in the stadium now, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a right wee moment. Are we well, I'm not, not sure Gio would have said that the last yeah. few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, you've done well. Thanks so much for calling. Speak to you soon. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! go. 
Go Radio Football Show. We're officially into the weekend. Peter Grant, is this officially it, the weekend? Definitely, when you call a Friday, weekend. Isn't it strange, though, still with it? I don't know about you, but I'm missing the Premiership. I, I'm enjoying, I was away, but I'm catching up with some of the stuff, been watching it, the World Cup, but there's something, at this time of year, it's so unusual not to have the normal ding-dong battles at the top oh, of the league. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Listen, we knock football a lot. Sometimes yep. we, people say there's too much of it on television, but we love our football. Yep. I mean, it gives you everything to talk about. That's our life, isn't it? Where are you going go, this weekend? You, I'll gonna, go, I'll take in yeah, Clyde. Yeah. I've got a game, but their kick-off's at quarter eight tomorrow night. Uh, oh, be, be, because time, Hamilton course. at home you know yeah. Hamilton at home so they've got a cup tie tomorrow night against Dunbarton oh. so I'll go to that but I'll pick mm. a game tomorrow afternoon I'll definitely go to a game tomorrow afternoon yeah. I'll see what, what the weather's like see what the distance is like yeah. listening to you talking yeah. about the roads yeah. I've got to watch that as well so I was away for a few days I had to switch on for a moment <laughs> and Mark Greedy was very kindly saying oh, Paul deserves a break for a wee bit and you're like does he really? I mean was there any call for that? <laughs> of course there was I know what it's like everything's a holiday to you <laughs> <laughs> how true loads of calls coming in though certainly Peter, you got everyone talking there when you said about you know Rangers winning the title two years ago uh, because of COVID and Ross was like he did well Ross didn't he I know no, he spoke uh, very well yeah. and I think he's right in the, some respects the Are way you Rangers changing your mind then no no the way Rangers played they played very well but the way Celtic played wouldn't have been allowed to continue and I know people say well that's strange because it's a manager or whatever no it's not to do that because players you respond differently when supporters are there and you're giving the ball away and they're giving you a hard time and it just gives you that jag. You know, there is no doubt about that. But Celtic just never seem to go to second gear. And as I said, it was a, I can oh, listen, it makes me feel better anyway, Paul. Think that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the Rangers fans talking anyway. I think what you did get right earlier in the season was the Morellas comment. And I know there was some criticism from some Rangers fans, but lots of them coming on saying, you were right. You said he's disrespecting the size of the football club by often being related to other clubs and you know going elsewhere and looking maybe to bigger leagues and it's not happened and he's not been there for the Champions League campaign that could have been last year and also this year as well I know he did come in later on but he wasn't there when they really needed him and that's not singling him out for anything other than what's merited how do you feel about Ryan Jack now that you've had uh, if you were the new manager coming in is it time to try and take some money for them I know hey the contract's up and what well, the Ryan free agents Kent. for Ryan, Ryan Kent. Kent. Ryan yeah. Kent. What do you feel in Ryan Kent? Such a talented player as well. As Morella says, different kind of player. What would you do with Ryan Kent? Well, Ryan Kent, you know there's a player there and because, as I said to you last year, I thought in Dortmund, in Dortmund, was the best all-round performance I'd seen from him. And I think that the problem was, people always say wingers or there's one in four or whatever. Unfortunately, at Celtic or Rangers, you're not allowed one in four. You know, <laughs> that's as simple as that. You have to be a match winner constantly. And he's just not been that. The difference between probably him and Morella is I wouldn't, he's always turned up in the respect that people will say, ah, he's only been filling the jersey, he's not played well enough. But at least he's been there. The Morella's thing was completely different. Yeah, sure. He wasn't there for the manager, you know. And it was interesting, before Gio got sacked, there, he was sitting in the sun on the beach. Yeah. And you're mm -hmm. thinking, wow, how bad would I be feeling? Because I know, listen, I'm not saying I loved every manager that I played under. Mm -hmm. But the one thing I'd run through a brick wall for any of them, even though I didn't, if I didn't like them or whatever, because it's not them. I'm not playing for them. I'm playing for the people that stand and watching the game. You know, and I always said to you before, you're playing for the badge on the front. The name in the back means nothing. You know, the badge in the front, that's what you're representing all times. And he didn't do that. And he wasn't there when the manager needed him. And he wasn't there when the supporters needed him. It was a, the Rangers were one of the biggest games for a long, long time to qualify for Europe. And he gets banned for travelling with the team. That's said enough for me. But Ryan, at least he's been on the pitch. His performances have not been good enough. 
he's probably not the player that everybody thought he was because he can't be that type of player that's been and I've talked to Rangers fans they say ah, he's only one in five or one in six I've probably not even seen that this season with him you know the games that I've seen but listen yeah. they talk about him going away he's not said as much as the other one said about moving and all that so I'll give him credit where credit's due he's turned up to play in every match Gio's seen enough to pick him and he's been there for the games where the other one hasn't. And that's the only thing I can say about that. That was a great chance there for Holland, but the ball has just gone past the post. We'll maybe see it still. The Netherlands won, Ecuador won. Sums for, up the World yeah, Cup, Paul. Doesn't it? There's no yeah. easy games. No. You know, people people laugh at you because they don't realise these guys are playing all over the world now. Look at this one. Eyes oh, offside. Yeah, I just picked it up here. But wait to see a bit of skill here, but just goes past the post. Look at that. Just gone past. Yep, you'll be watching tonight. Obviously, England up against uh, the USA. Wales almost out of it. They would have to beat England to have a chance. Uh, what about that match tonight? Um, It'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, Carter Vickers is there. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm not sure he'll play. But Tim Ream, who I know Tim for the four or five years I was at Fulham, with Tim, a fantastic boy, stalwart for them. Yeah, I don't think he near enough played for over a year for them. Now he's back in the team yeah. and I thought mm. he'd done really, really well the first half of the game though they there. So it'd be interesting to see what he's coming up against Alex Ida Kane, but he's got a hell of a lot of experience because he's played in the Premier League anyway. Mm-hmm. It'll not be easy. America always make it difficult. They're always fit lads. You know, they, they, England they, have sorry, never beaten them in a in a World Cup. Yeah, but I said the other week that I think England will win it. And I yeah. said that on here. And I, the only reason I say that is because there's not such hullabaloo about them. Yeah. And I think they've got top quality players, young Bellingham. I've known him for his time at Birmingham and whatever. What a yeah. talented boy he is. How good is he going to be? He can Peter? be anything. Yeah. Well, put it this way, Paul. If I'm looking, if I'm Real Madrid just now, this is, uh, if I'm Real Madrid and I look at AJ Modric, Cruz, you know, we've just lost Casemiro. Mm. Now they've brought in Tushik Tukamani, is it? Mm. Cavinia. Yeah. And then you brought a Bellingham in. Then that's you get a complete replacement there if you brought somebody like Bellingham in. So if I was Real Madrid, I would go and just take him now because you know he's a talented boy. But I think the interesting one whether he would end up at a Manchester City. I know a lot of people are saying Liverpool. You know, he was a big Steven Gerrard fan, as similar as a kid growing up. But I think Manchester City with Alexi Ford and the odd English contingent, and you know what that usually happens on these tours. They're all in their ears. And I know in the European game, seemingly, Jack Greely said to him, Pep wants to see you inside. <laughs> I think there's only one reason why <laughs> yeah. he want to see him inside. You know? Absolutely. I see Guardiola looks as though he signed another deal, hasn't he? To stay on to 2025, probably, at Man City. Or it looks as though that's going to happen. I think so, the interesting thing, he's done really well. You bring in Alexi Haaland, that just doesn't give the players a lift. It gives the manager a lift. The team's got a different feel to it. Now I could say, do I feel Manchester City could win the European Cup? I think they could because they've got a striker like that because you always felt they missed out and that they maybe not scored enough goals and teams allowed to come back to them as Real Madrid did last year. I'm not sure that'd be the case this year because Haaland's got that. If he stays fit, God willing, you know, he's got that finished article who loves scoring goals and there's nothing better having a striker like that. Does Pep have to win the Champions League? to feel fulfilled at Man City? For him? Yeah, absolutely, for him. But not for everybody else because the job he's done there and the way he's changed, not just English football, German football, Spanish football, the way they played. You're seeing that even in the... There's still a feel of the Spanish team, the one you watched the other night there, you know, with young Pedri and Gavi. They're all coming through that. Guardiola had a big plot and saying, along with the Cruyff, people said the Cruyff started it, but Guardiola's very much taken on. They're talking about Xavi's and Iniesta. Anybody gets mentioned in the same school sure. as them, oh, wow. that tells you the talent they have. Um, Spain could win it. Do you think they will? 
I know we ask you every programme I had you with Mark last week. It's still early days. I mean, Argentina surprised people, Germany. But I remember over the years, you know, Italy not doing so well at that point and then won it. So the, the first round, different for us as Scotland. When we're there, if we, you know, uh, get a win, that, that's amazing. But for them, they can afford to lose sometimes. What do you think on Spain? Because of their individual players, you always think there's a chance. If I think there's one thing part mm -hmm. of the team that's missing, it's probably the striker. Okay. You know, I, I really do. I know that that's strange because he scored seven goals mm -hmm. on in the quality players they have. But that out-and-out -out striker that you think that could be the difference. You know, they look at Mpapi. You even look at Giroud. The fact that Benzema's not involved yeah. actually could balance the team better for France. It's quite just, incredible because yeah. that happened to them before. Ended up with Griezmann behind. They ended up with Mpapi left. You know, and you think to yourself, it worked for them. And they ended up winning the World Cup through it you know, when Benzema wasn't there. So that same scenario has ended up again and Giro gets a few goals the other night and you're just saying to yourself, sometimes these things are written. But I thought Mpapi mm. was unbelievable. He was unplayable at times in the game, you know, just with his electric pace and change of direction. You can um, see why he gets his, what is it, 900,000 a week or something? Oh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> is it more than that? I'm not so yeah. sure he deserves that. Uh, sure. <laughs> and no. picking the team and all that, I don't, I don't think that should be right. Yeah, he, run, he runs the club, it uh, seems to be, uh, doesn't absolutely. it? Absolutely, I just find that incredible yeah. actually. But what a talented boy, you know. He's, he lives up to his, his own billing because mm. he says he's a superstar. So he lives up to his own billing. I mean, you talk like that, you've got to be able to prove that. Another evening, I thought he was outstanding at times, you know. Could Argentina bounce back? The romance in that would be amazing, wouldn't it? If Lionel Messi won the World Cup. Helped to that. Absolutely, yeah. because I think you see them how well organised these teams mm. are. They're very athletic, they're strong, they're quick. The biggest thing for me is you always need someone who's a game changer. There's no bigger game changer than Messi. You know, so he can win a game on his own. But it'd be great for Lionel Scaloni because Lionel, a coach at um, West Ham, yeah. as I said to you, and he is a fantastic man. You know, so the one What's thing... What's he I, like as a person? Brilliant. Really studious of the game, really train, turn up to train every day. And that's what I love about players, when they turn up to train and play it as a game. Typically Argentinian because obviously we had uh, Carlos Tevez, we had yeah. Javi Mascarana at the time. You know, and Some team. Yeah, and but listen, they turned up to train every day. They were brilliant on the training ground. I think Argentinians have got that that fight and that desire. It'd be great if they could go and do it for Messi, to be perfectly honest with you. People always talk about where the perfect final would be Argentina versus Portugal, sure. you know, it'd be Messi and Ronaldo. Oh. You know, would that be the perfect way to see it out? Probably we would. You know, that'd be the perfect way for everybody because it may be both of their last World Cups. But it'd be fantastic for Messi's skipper to go and I know I think he's won the Euros and whatever, Ronaldo. But I would just think for Messi, that's when people look upon him as that one with Maradona and whatever, then that comes exactly. completely yeah. different. The trouble is the game's no longer 90 minutes, isn't it? I mean, look at it today with Wales going at over 110 minutes and that's not unusual now. So I believe that FIFA want, they want 90 minutes of football. So they're accurately uh, timing things and that's why it's going on further and further. You know, at home, normally it used to be, what, two minutes added? Uh, absolutely. Now it's four or five, but uh, in the World Cup... Well, I agree in some respects, Paul, because I've said it so many times here. I cannot believe a referee goes up to a goalkeeper, points at his watch and tells him, I'm watching. Mm. Just prick the yellow card out. Yeah. That just curries everything up. And that, that stops it all at, at source. Do you think it's going to happen here now, given FIFA are doing it in the World Cup, that the games will get longer? Well, you, you, I think the thing is, you've got to ask the supporters. I've always said, Paul, two watches. Mm. And the reason I've said two watches is for the two teams. If that team's wasting a lot of time, OK. If that team go in front, we don't use it. If we do go in front, we can yeah. use it. That's what I would do. And that's somebody to decide maybe at the, the side of the pitch who do nothing anyway mm. apart from trying to put substitutes on, you know? And they annoy me because of that because you end up fighting with them because the referee won't talk to you. So give them something to do and that's the way I would do the timing. 
because I've been punished with ourselves before with time to a team time wasting. You're saying to the referee, he adds a time on at the end, and the other team you get back into the game or get a, you think you've got a great result away from home. Then he plays all the extra time that they'd wasted and they score against shitty beat yeah. <laughs> And I've been there. Yeah. And I've always said they should be one for one, one team and one for the other. Use it and don't use it. And I think that would benefit. And also the fact is, people come to see 90 minutes of football. They don't of see course. the ball going out the sure. pitch and the keeper walking half an hour to get the ball back. Yeah. You know, I think... And that, that's why I always... Even the multi-ball, I think, should never yeah. have been done away with. But now people are getting clever. If it's getting that quick... They sling a second ball on, yep. especially if it's a home game. <laughs> you know, they fling a second ball on so the game slows down, so the referee's got to knock it off. But I definitely think it's a benefit. I'm not sure some of it, if somebody's up seven nothing and you're saying seventeen minutes added on. <laughs> you it, know, like the other night there, I'm thinking, yeah. oh well, last thing Costa Rica would want to see was nine minutes going up. <laughs> so I think you just need to say, right, that game's a bogey, let's put that off. You know the voice, that's Peter Grant here with Paul Cooney, the Go Radio Football Show. We're back, we're going on the lines next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Go, 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 go. go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Peter Grant and Sean is on the line from Gathamlet. Good evening, Sean. Good evening. Good evening, Sean. How are you? I sound, yep. I'm going to watch the football tonight and have a wee, wee drink, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not bad. Right. Great, right. <laughs> Looking forward to the big game, USA against England. Um, so what do you think? First of all, can I ask you, what are you feeling? Looks as though it's Michael Beale. What do you reckon? I would be, I would prefer Sean Dice if I was, to be honest. Okay. Definitely what? Sean Dice. If we can get Sean Dice, I think the board should push out me for him. Peter, what do you think? Yeah, well... Uh, I tend to agree because I know Sean really well and yeah. I think one thing Stephen Gerrard done just because of his name was be able to bring players up. You know, I think that was important for him and you're the ones and Sean knows English game very well but even for youth level because he was at Watford as a youth coach and all with these... Malky with Malky so, yeah. and Eddie Boothroyd and that at that particular time. Then he became Malky's assistant. Then he became the manager when Malky left to go to Cardiff. So he knows... And he's backroom staff... They all work hard. Sean lives in around about the Northampton area and I used to see him at the Villa or reserve games and whatever. So he's one of these guys that like still go old school in the respect to go and see the players right. and knows everyone's out there. Is that in the Midlands? Just, just below down, the Midlands? Just, yeah. just below, yes. Yeah, sure. And he, he, he works really hard at his job, you know what I mean? So mm. I, I think he, he's got... A, what Rangers mm. people maybe looking at this moment in time, they want to galvanise someone and you know what he's like. He's, he's, he's got yeah. an opinion. You know, he's strong character. Similar... And many ways to end, in the respect of you know, that presence about them. When they talk, people listen. So you think they'll shape up well against each other? They would in the well, media. Well, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. He speaks yeah. very well, and he's got a bit of banter with the, mm. the media. He knows how to handle it. He handles it well. And people criticise him for the way his teams played. But you look at the players they had. You know, it wasn't even that. They still young Dwight McNeil. He sold there for twenty odd million pounds. A really talented boy, and he's had a lot of good footballers. It's just that he likes to say, well, why am I messing about playing about if my back four are not good with the ball? Get it forward and score yeah. goals. And listen, what was it? He turned that he went down and then come straight back, back up. up. What a record. I, I think yeah. it ends up being nine years or something he's been there. And it's been For incredible. Burnley. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Sean, you've got Peter thinking about that as well. Sean Dyche. Yeah, Do you think it might what happen? That's what I'm definitely about. That's what, Sean, you're just one of because he's the same name or something, isn't it? That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Dyche is on from Gathamlet. <laughs> You, I'm the SHU, but I. Okay. <laughs> On you go, Sean. See, see another thing you're talking about uh, refereeing and this 
uh, World Cup, there'll yeah. be like 15 minutes added on. I wouldn't do with the add on 15 minutes. What I would do with the day in rugby, I don't know if he's watched rugby, of course. is you stop the clock and yep. then it displays to 90 minutes. And another thing I would like to see mm-hmm. in Scottish football, I don't know if they would want it in Scottish football, you could hear when you're watching it on Sky Sports or BT or whatever, whatever TV company, you can actually hear what the referee's saying. Yeah. Now, will that happen, Peter? I mean, obviously, we love our rugby as well, but I don't know if you do love your rugby, but they do, they stop the clock, and well, should we do that in football? That, I hate talking about referees because they're my biggest bugbear, because I think now, as I said at you the were time... Theirs. I, but as I said to you before, didn't I, the Vivar, yeah. you know, where it was going to cause hassle up here, I think it's the exact same up here, even with the time-wasting we're talking about now, they go and talk to the, the goalkeeper, as I say, instead of just booking them yeah. and playing with it, you know... All these things, and I think what Sean's saying, right, if the gate ball goes out of play and you want to stop it, let it roll, stop it, let it roll, and then you'll see it. And maybe that's a clock that could be in the stadium that everybody knows. Yeah. You know, everybody sees. I think the difficult we always have up here because of the Celtic Rangers thing so intense. Down in England and that, it's different. You know, there's no intensity like that. Maybe a couple of games have got that intensity, but the Celtic Rangers game's always an issue. Could you imagine explaining it? And that's what, mm-hmm. this is my big concern with VAR, could you imagine a Celtic Rangers game, 90th minute, and it's a penalty kick decision, and it's very tight, and you've got some guys up there picking it and choosing it. It's called January the 2nd. Oh, well. It's going to happen, isn't it? Well, but, but that's what I'm saying. So there's always issues that's going to be there. We've went away for people refereeing, and also the ones that are the referees are getting it wrong watching it in VAR. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was one the other night. There was one today, actually. Qatar. I uh-huh. thought Qatar had a penalty kick before they lost the first goal. You know, they went into the box. The boys not went for the ball. The wee boys used his experience. We went mm-hmm. across and it should have been a penalty kick. But all these things, but sure. the time they go back to VAR, this is where all the time wasting yep. coming from now because of the time you're looking at VAR, you know, for decisions. And I think it's really, I think that's a very good idea that Sean's mm-hmm. saying. I think there'll be one and the American football is telling you, oh, it's number four that gave the free kick away and the American yeah. football will do that. And look at the basketball, Sean, as you know, you can be, what, five, six seconds left you still get time though to win. Yeah, you, know, you can go up the park, okay, the the court, uh, and make a difference. Sean, what are you feeling? I know you're looking forward to the game tonight. Who's going to win, USA or England? England will win three one. And your scorers? Um, <laughs> Harry Kane is score two. And um, Raheem Sterling. Um, I would. I go for that. Yeah. And you must have, have a bet. That. He's got a bet on here. He's uh, he said that yeah. too easily. Yeah. <laughs> and Sean, are you missing the World Cup? Are you wishing we were there, or yeah, you just wish we'd get back to? See, see yeah. to be honest, I, yeah. I would wish we were there because I I think Scotland would have better than. I think mm. Wales have played very poor in the World Cup. Uh, this I've got to say this season. In Not the sure. Field, the I campaign. Wales have up. I mean, they got the draw the other day, and I think today, Bill. And Ramsey ran out of steam, didn't they? They just, you could you see. You called him Bale now already. Uh, uh, sorry, Bale. Yeah, yeah Bale, sorry. <laughs> they, they, oh, indeed. Uh, they, they, they ran out of steam, didn't they? Yeah, well, I think it's very difficult. It was like Aaron Ramsey come to Rangers last year. Aaron Ramsey's a top quality player when Aaron Ramsey was at Arsenal, no injuries. Yeah. They had a hell of a lot of bad injuries and time not playing. Get into a tournament like this and you're playing, I think he started 290 minutes. I think that's what he started in yeah. France. Gareth Bale is probably even less in America. I know he had a big thing, a big when he came on in the final and scored, but it was on for about eight minutes or something, but, you know. But for us then, Peter, can I just ask you and Sean, with our young yep. team which we have in Scotland, he makes a great point. We could have, I know it's could have, would have, should have. How do you think we would have done? 
I think obviously with the commitment of the young boys desperate to get there and the Scottish fans because the fans oh. make always make a difference anyway yep. you know the fans always make a difference so I think I think we could have done better than Wales and that's difficult to say because you think it, but I think Wales have been unfortunate because these guys just haven't played enough games and it was always a worry for me because I told you all these nations now they're all physically fit and strong and powerful and very very well organised and if you're not at your best you cannot afford to be a player down and I think probably in the two games Gareth Bale's not done very much you know Aaron Ramsey's not done very much the, the, the type of players you expect them to be because they've not got it in their legs because of the injuries and that was finally caught up with them unfortunately in this tournament because they've not played enough football Sean I think you maybe missed the first few minutes of the programme but Peter Grant said uh, we were talking about <laughs> Rangers and who would be in charge is it going to be Michael Beale um, but he said that the Covid year was the reason you know, well I'll not paraphrase paraphrase what you were saying Peter but you know, Celtic were affected by not having crowds but Sean you're the guy that here in Go Radio said Rangers were going to win the title by over 20 points yep I was that guy I wish I went to the bookies <laughs> at the start so take Peter on for a moment if you want because uh, Ross came go. on yep Sean what made you think what made you think that at that particular time did you just sense well, that Celtic were struggling I thought I was just already with the fan hanging on I thought I think Neil Lenny's time was up and I think I was t- with the board and I think there was a lot of problems at the Celtic board just basically what's going on at Rangers right now and mm-hmm. I just thought the club was in a wee bit of crisis and I don't think the board were listening to the Celtic fans too much at that, at that moment in time and I just thought this could be our time. I do understand no fans in a grun does make a big difference but or fans in gruns but I just thought Rangers were going to win it comfortable but I don't think Michael Beale's the answer for Rangers. I like Michael Beale. If he mm-hmm. comes, I'll accept him. But see, when I agree with Grant says on the show earlier, when he says, if you only won one cup and is it five years, does that make you good enough for a manager? And he's only been QPR manager for 22 games and I think he's only got a win rate of 49%. No, that's a fair point. I mean, I made that point as well. I, I just thought the timing and all the different things that me, it showed an inexperience to me some of the stuff that he came out with while Gio was under pressure turning up to the game in Aberdeen not reading it and you've, you've sometimes you've got to read the room and I just thought that was a lack of professionalism on my part you know I just didn't think it's, it, sat, it didn't sit well with me um, because I think Gio deserved more respect than that I think Gio was a very unfortunate you know with his injuries I keep going on about that but any manager I think it's injuries it's, you can't legislate for that and some of the teams you had to put out, you know yourself, it would never have been the, the you'd have never been able to pick Rangers or Eleven, yeah. would you? You'd never have been able to say that's going to be Rangers Eleven at any time this season unless they did have injuries. And unfortunately, that's what happens. But then at that particular time, you don't need a manager or an assistant manager. And that showed me he was wet behind ears when he said, Oh, we'd have won the league when Gio was sitting under pressure. I just don't think you say these things. And it, these are the things that worry me. If you come up here as a Rangers manager, you're under pressure, Celtic go further ahead. And then you've got to answer the press, the press when you're under pressure as the number one. And you've got to make decisions now because the Rangers fans are expecting to come in and say, listen, we've got three Rangers and Celtic games left. If we can win the three, that takes us back if we will look after everything else. And that's what the Rangers fans will be expecting at this moment in time. So if he doesn't do that, he doesn't win it. So if he doesn't end up winning any of them, where does that put him? Don't get me wrong, Grant, if he turns it around and wins the three all-thumb games and takes Celtic right to the end and then he's got to be a hero if he Absolutely. goes on and wins it, 
And then Grant will need to come on Go radio next season Peter Give me his first name Sean no, You're quite yeah. right Call me Grant That's everybody else did So Granting. I don't know what he's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sean listen Thanks for joining us Hope you and Nacho Have a good Real weekend time. Cheers Sean Thank Cheers, you hello. All Cheers. the best buddy Bye bye um, So Peter What do you think tonight Liverpool uh, Liverpool uh, England <laughs> See, I told you no, didn't I, need that I, I'm just watching Van Dijk there uh, Playing It's still 1-1 Netherlands and Ecuador What do you think England tonight Against USA I think England will beat them. I just think they've got that little bit of quality, yeah. you know, especially that front area. The, th- the thing is, it always concerns me about England at this moment, Tim. I'm not sure he thinks his best back four is or his back three, but his system is. Gareth's got a habit of changing that, whether it's a back four or three. I'm not sure they've got the right balance there, whoever plays. And I think I was disappointed in the back four, even though they won six. Mm-hmm. They'd conceded two goals. But I thought their general play was, was poor. You know, and I'm always concerned about Pickford because I think he's got better. And I, what I mean with that is, you know, one of these goalkeepers is like a jack in the box shouting at everybody <laughs> like a mad... He balls at everybody, oh, yep. But I think your goalkeeper's got to be the one that's in control. Gives everybody else confidence, yep. you know. And he wasn't... He's, he's got better at it. And I just think sometimes that spooks his own players at times. And I just think there's always an accident waiting to happen with him. Peter, that's the hour has come and gone. Is Michael Beale going to be the new Rangers manager, do you think, when we meet next week? I hope so, because I want to see what he does. Right, you'd rather see <laughs> him than Sean Dyche? No, I'm hoping he is, because he spoke a good game. So I'll be interested to see what he says. OK, and for Celtic, um, obviously quieter at the moment, but it looks as though the Montreal defender could be coming to Celtic at a verbal agreement with Alistair Johnson. Well, they're doing very well getting a, a team stocked up and a squad stocked up for the, the turn of the year. That's it. Thanks, Peter. See you next week. Enjoy the weekend, everyone. The news is next, and then Zoe Kelly will be up after that. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com, representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. 